It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Utah Jazz season comes to a close after a stirring Donovan Mitchell third quarter. Chris Paul matches it with a fourth, and the Rockets advance to the Western Conference Finals. Ron Boone and I will recap the ballgame, look at the season, and give it all to you coming up on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash lockdown, theragun.com slash lockdown. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz season comes to a close, 112 to 102, and we'll go big picture, just you know, pretty incredible to be. There's six franchises that have been in the second round two years in a row. Golden State, Houston, Utah in the West, Boston, Cleveland, and Toronto in the East. To be one of those six franchises is an incredible accomplishment. Uh, Boston's had their injuries. We've had incredible change and yet still able to do it under Quinn Snyder. So from a big picture, there's just no question this has been a remarkable season with great success. It's been a great season. And, and if you look back at the beginning of the year, um, you know, our predictions and, and what we were looking forward to and, and, you know, how many of those things actually came to fruition. I, I really think that, you know, our expectations were not very high, uh, you know, to the point where the Jazz won 50, 48 games. I thought tonight was a great capsule of the season to some extent. Short-handed, fighting, resilient, 
Rudy Gobert was dominant defensively, and the Jazz defense kept them in the game for a long time. They kept feeling like they got knocked out of the game and then fought back. Donovan Mitchell put together a third quarter, 22 points, created 29 of the 32 points. That was, I mean, if you have any doubt this kid's a star, wow, that was something else. You know, he uh, uh, attracted the attention of the, of the media, of, of, the, of the NBA world, you know, early in the year, and he just seemed to get better. What we was able to witness all season with this kid was the fact that how much better he got every game and, and the confidence that was uh, that he showed out there on the floor. The confidence that Quinn Snyder put on him and just t- told this kid to go out and play. He could see what he had, and Donovan Mitchell definitely re- responded, responded to that. What we saw in the fourth quarter is the value of a star. Chris Ball, who had never been to the Western Conference Finals before, his playoff history is tattered with an incredible failure here against the Houston Rockets when he was with the Clippers up three games to one and he took over the game in the fourth quarter for the first time ever in his NBA career he scored 20 points in a quarter he'd never done that in a regular season or in the postseason he has a playoff career high 41 that showed you the value of a star and they have a few of them on this team and and you you just mentioned Chris Ball one that's hungry right now in order to get to the, to the Western Conference Finals, someplace that you mentioned he's never been. He took 22 shots tonight, 41 points, and to me that's awesome. You know, that just shows that you know he was getting where he wanted to on the floor, uh, and, and he was hungry. I mean, he's been a star in this league, he's been an all-star, but now he's in, a, a, he's in an area where he's going to be recognized as probably one of the best point guards to play this game. It's really interesting what the acquisition of Chris Paul did for the Rockets in the offseason because if they don't have Chris Paul tonight, the story is that James Harden is in the midst of another playoff failure. And we're going back to Utah because James Harden was 7 of 22 tonight for 18 points and was not very good. And Chris Paul, you know, in the game, game one or game two of the playoffs, I think it might have been game two when the Jazz won, Late in the games, it was hardened on every single play, uh, absolutely taking over, right? Like, I mean, almost every play. And I watched Chris Paul just keep handing him the ball while Harden went one-on-one on Donovan Mitchell. And I was like, he can't like that. Tonight, it was James Harden who had to be the spectator because he was having a bad night and Chris Paul carried them. Well, you remember at the beginning of the year, well, when, when the move was made for him to come here, everyone thought it's not going to work. Both of these guys are ball-dominant. Uh, and, and neither one is going to want to sacrifice, you know, their game to make the make the other better. Uh, I thought they did a great job this year. I know early in the year when they were on the floor together, they were like 17, 20, and one, or something like that. And, and obviously, winning 65 ball games, uh, you know, showed that they can play together. But you know, Chris Paul knew that this was James Harden's basketball team, uh, and, and he sacrificed. I thought his offensive game in order to, you know, for the team. The killer for the Jazz tonight, no Dante Exum and not, no Ricky Rubio. In the 17 minutes in which Howell Neto played, the Jazz were minus 16 tonight. Neto is, we love him to death, but it, t- it was a tough matchup for him. And at times he looked overwhelmed by it, made some mistakes, and that the Jazz were minus 16 in those minutes. I don't love night in and night plus minus. I've talked about that throughout. But he was, I mean, the other numbers are he's 0 for 4, and I don't want 0 for 5. I don't want to beat up on him because he's just such a great competitor and he's meant so much to the franchise. But the loss of Dante and the loss of Rubio tonight 
really have an enormous impact on this game. Yeah, the guard line, all of a sudden, that situation changes for the Jazz and, and how they approach the basketball game with, with Joe Ingles and Alec Burks and Donovan Mitchell having to run that, that position. Quinn Snyder done a pretty good job because I thought he just played guards in the backcourt. And, and uh, even though there were specialty plays and plays that he would call that were for uh, one of those guys to handle the basketball, but for the most part, they were just guards out there, and they were trying to make some things happen. I thought they did a great job. It was just a tremendous job that they did tonight, and that has a lot to do with Quinn Snyder's system there. Too bad Jay Crowder could never get going. He was 2 of 11 tonight. He ends up the last three games of the playoffs, 4 of 28 from the floor, so that was disappointing. But the really one of the most incredible stories of this season is the play of Royce O'Neal, who coaches during training camp told us, Hey, you know what? He's he's going to earn minutes by the end of the year. He didn't just earn minutes tonight. He had to play James Harden. And I, and I kept getting struck by the contrast to their off-seasons. The off-season of Royce O'Neal last year was that Royce O'Neal was going to jazz free agent camps and losing a tooth in a free agent camp, while James Harden was furiously working out mad that he didn't win the MVP. And that was the matchup tonight. And... Royce O'Neal really did a heck of a job battling against the MVP and then offensively when Donovan went out and when the team needed it, really had one of his better offensive games. 17 points, it's playoff career high. Uh, he also had an assist and three rebounds and just maybe represented how the battle of this team and how the system is able to make players successful. You know, while you were saying all of those nice things about, about Royce O'Neal, let's start thinking about the beginning of the year when, you know, we just thought that he was just made the team. And we could see something there because it seemed like whenever he got a chance to play, he would make a couple of shots. But he would always rebound, and his defense was good. And you get to the point where, and I think we mentioned it to Quinn, and Quinn thought there was an interesting comment that we made about him starting to demand time. And Quinn said, demand. And we said, demand time. You know, And that's exactly what, what I thought he did because of, of, of his play out there. And you have to take a look at what he was doing and figure out that, okay, this kid deserves a few minutes you know, in, in the game, and he made the best of it. The other aspect of things, Alec Burks, who was the forgotten man all season long, played himself out of the rotation with some struggles. Royce O'Neal took his spot. Alec Burks gets the time tonight. 22 points for A.B. on 7 of 15 shooting. He made some bad mistakes late when he tried to kind of overdo it, and I can't blame him. He probably felt like he had to, but he had an incredible first half, and that's just so cool to see because for Alec to finish the year on that note, and it's a tribute to Alec, first and foremost, 95% to Alec, but also a tribute to the Jazz system, that there's an assistant coach that's assigned to you. So even when you're not playing, Jeff Watkinson's working with Alec with those cones and all those things all the time so you don't feel like you're forgotten and you are always ready. And that somehow Quinn Snyder then is able to turn to a guy who probably should be bitter, like I lost my time, and be able to perform. It's it's 95% of that goes to Alec. Players do it. But there's a there's a kind of symbolism to what Alec did tonight, to what this whole franchise is doing. Well, everyone has a coach, and everyone has a time that they have to work with those coaches. And, and so uh, hats off to all the teams in the NBA because of, of what they're doing now with individual coaches that work on guys and keeping them ready and developing certain skills. Uh, and you just think of what uh, Igor has done with, with Rubio as far as his shooting is concerned, the confidence that he gave him. So those individual coaches that work with these players every day and uh, has a lot to have to take a lot of credit for that as well. So the Utah Jazz fall tonight. Joe Ingles became a starting small forward this year. He played 31 minutes tonight, had 12 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists. 
What an incredible development year for him. Uh, Derek Favors selflessly accepts coming off the bench to allow the Jazz to play small in this series in a tough matchup uh, and just shows the ultimate teammate that he has been to everybody throughout this time. So thank you to all of you. The Jazz season comes to an end. Ron and I are going to be really bummed out. We don't have another game because this team's been so much fun. We thank you. You've been so much fun to interact with. Your passion is awesome. We admire your dedication to this franchise, and we it is a true honor for us every single night to represent you as fans. So the Jazz fall tonight. We'll be back with you. We'll go to some workouts. You never know when you might hear from us again on some draft stuff. I don't think I'll be texting you for the Shinkansen um, and the Japanese speed train last year. I texted Ron from Japan. We should trade this. We should trade right now. I won't say who I said we should trade. It wasn't who we traded. We just traded him later um, for Donovan Mitchell right now. Uh, and sure enough, we did, and everything changed. So we'll be excited to be back with you next September and October. Can't wait till we get there. The Rockets and the Warriors likely coming up. We'll see if the Pelicans uh, can force that one for another day. But an amazing season, and thank you for being a part of it with Ron and I here on Postcast on Lockdown Jazz and Lockdown Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.